Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Church podcast. My name is Matty and Let's Talk Church is a podcast run by All Saints Church, Uni Church Belfast and St. Nicholas's Church Belfast. Um, welcome to the long-awaited second episode of our music series. Uh, we were on, uh, we were in hibernation, I suppose, uh, and it's good to be back. Uh, and I'm here with Trisha Devlin and Paul Thompson. Say hello. Hi, Maddie. Hello. Um, <laughs> and you're both very welcome. Thank you very um, much. Tell us a wee bit about yourself just to kick off. Um, Trisha, I'll start with you. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, give us a fun fact about oh, yourself. Well, it's funny at church this morning. Um, it was really funny because somebody introduced me as Becky's mummy, and <laughs> I, suddenly I'm realizing my identity has changed. Instead of these are my children, I am somebody else's mummy. So I am the mum of Steph, Tim, and Becky Devlin, um, and that that makes me feel really ancient. <laughs> Not as ancient as me. I'm now grander. <laughs> <laughs> um, married to Alistair. Um, I am a primary school teacher, um, specialise in music, but I teach P4 uh, part-time and I do a little bit of music on the side as well as the music in church. So, yeah. And Trisha, go on, give us a fun fact about yourself. Fun fact? Oh my goodness, not sure I can think of very many fun facts. Um, Some people regard me as a cat lady, you know, the sort of (laughs) daft about cat people. Absolutely love cats. In fact, sometimes Alistair thinks I'm more daft about the cat than anybody (laughs) else in the family. She gets more attention than anyone else. (laughs) Cat over dog then? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. I'd be the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only dog person in the room then. Oh. (laughs) Um, So same question over to yourself, Paul. Uh, Just give us a wee bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and a fun fact. Okay, I'm Paul, uh, married to Norma. Uh, We have one son, Jonathan, who's now married and has a baby girl. Hence, I'm now grander, feeling even more old than um, Tricia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like Tricia, I'm a teacher or a retired teacher. And I've taught in both secondary and primary levels, um, having responsibility for music. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun fact. (laughs) I <laughs> um, don't know why that's so much fun but um, I like anything to do with caravanning or motorhoming okay, nice um, fun. though my wife isn't as keen <laughs> <laughs> do you, on, on your holidays and things like that do you like take the caravan out well I don't have it any longer okay. but we did caravan for about 20 years nice. yeah. mm, lovely yeah. um, so slightly related to that here's the first question and this is a big question um, how was your summer my summer was great. I really enjoyed it. I mean, we didn't go away. We often go away somewhere. Um, but I just really enjoy just chilling out and having lots of barbecues and nice things and mm-hmm. on the beach and walks and that kind of thing. It was just really chilled. So that was good. Paul, good summer. No caravan, but good summer. No caravan, no. <laughs> um, yes, it was fine. We had two excursions up north coast for a couple of days each time. Um, but I suppose when you're retired, summer doesn't mean quite as much as whenever Every you're teaching. Every day like the summer. <laughs> 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 oh, you are so lucky, Paul. I started back to school this week and it's uh, like that feeling the summer is over and, you know, it's all just very long term ahead of you. The worst feeling. I know. Um, so anyway, let's move on to uh, a little bit about you guys and All Saints and how you've been sort of involved here uh, over the years. So um, how did you guys... Uh, end up becoming part of our church family here. So, Paul, why don't we start with you? Okay. Uh, a long time ago, uh, I was looking for a church and someone suggested I come to All Saints, mm-hmm. um, which I did. And at that time, Clive West had just mm-hmm. come as rector. 
and his wife Margaret worked with my mum in SU Bookshop. So she spied me. I thought I was going <laughs> incognito. She spied me and at that stage they needed an organist. So that was me from I think the next week or something like that. <laughs> uh, so that was during the 80s um, and I uh, was organist and choir master as it was known then mm-hmm. for nearly 10 years. Wow. And you've stuck around to today? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we had a gap in the middle where um, we were elsewhere for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then I met Tricia again yep. in uh, the car park of Tesco at about five to midnight, I think it was, <laughs> or something. And um, we had a quick discussion and uh, she said, why don't you come back again? Mm-hmm. So I'm back again. So this must be nearly 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it would be, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, Tricia, how did you end up joining All Saints? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is Paul and I tend to overlap with each other. So I <laughs> basically, I know, I, the funny thing is I came to All Saints as a student. So I was at Strand and I can remember you were the organist here and I sang a wee bit. And then I think I maybe started accompanying the choir for you. And then you left. And when Paul left, I basically was encouraged to apply for the job. And I'm sure the girls, I think, in their podcast have told you the story about the fact that Alistair interviewed me for that organ <laughs> job. <laughs> so I ended up meeting my future husband through that interview. Wow. <laughs> but so I started playing here like way back in 1991. But then I went through a wee phase where my hand was really weak. I have a bit of a, a low immune system and it affected the sort of strength in my hand and I just went through a phase where I could hardly play at all and, and this is where Paul's talking about the conversation because I remember meeting him and thinking oh it'd be so good to have Paul back and then saying to you you know you wouldn't think about coming along and helping out and I remember you saying I'll come for a month <laughs> <laughs> and that was about 10 years ago <laughs> and thankfully he stayed so now although I'm still officially director of music it's just the official title. I don't really regard myself as being the, bo- you know, for me, it's just like a big team effort in all sense. And Paul and I would work really, really well together and we'd have sort of very similar outlook and, and, and yet look at that fantastic team of musicians we have gathered around us, oh, you know, so. Wow. So next question. Um, I'm not going to lie. This is a bit of a selfish question for me um, because I'm desperately in need of new music recommendations. And um, I thought, you know, who better to ask than Trisha and Paul oh, for some, that. <laughs> some music recommendations. So um, can you give us a flavor of sort of some stuff that you've been listening to lately? Like, what would you recommend? And um, just what do you enjoy listening to in your time off? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Paul's making a face. Paul's he said you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I depend on others to bring me up to date. Yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. I would regard myself as having quite an eclectic mix. Mm-hmm. So I would be like from a classical background and I would listen to, have to be honest, a lot of classic FM. Now, you see in the school run in the morning, Becky would tell you we switched between classic FM and cool FM. <laughs> 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 because so there are times, mix. There's, there's times when she wants to kind of listen to something and I don't mind. You know, I do like a, a, a mix in terms of Christian music. I love all the Sovereign Grace stuff and the City of Light stuff and and that and I love all the Getty stuff and everything but I mean quite honestly I love it when people come to me and say oh this is a great song you'll have to listen to this you know and just you get ideas from listening to yeah uh, I think styles. everyone has a different style which may be their preference um 
but I don't think you can put style over substance. I mean, Clive always said, Absolutely. you know, so for some people, hymns, songs is their theology. That's as far as they'll get. Yeah. So for me, um, it's whether the hymn or the song or whatever is inspirational, mm-hmm. uh, challenging, yeah. whatever. And, you know, we're singing it to one another. And uh, yeah, I suppose my personal preference would be the more classical style and mm-hmm. the choral style and so on um but i really like good modern stuff yeah um probably stuff that's quite singable yeah um so i think there needs to be that mix and i think the church is an extraordinary organization in that you from the cradle to the grave yeah and i think if you focus on one particular you know age sector yeah you alienate the others um, and so some music is probably best listened to on your own. Like I quite enjoy listening to chanting. Yeah. It's not really a congregational sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, other people might like, you know, very, very modern way out music, but that's not very suitable for congregational singing. Right. So I think what we do yeah. in church isn't always the same as what you would listen to. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and sure. you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, at the end of the day, you can get lovely melodies, but the lyrics are so are important. Woeful. And you, you've really got to focus. Do do the words uh, reflect, you know, God in the way that we should uh, honour him and glorify him and are helpful to other Christians and, and in their faith, you know. And if the words are a bit wishy-washy, then I would tend to dismiss. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Maybe got to get a different set of no words to a good tune. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. I think that that's so... Um, important what you're touching on there yeah. like um, I I actually remember I don't think I heard it from Clive but um, I, I've re- I remember hearing it from someone I think it actually might have been my father because my dad knew Clive quite well yes um, that what you were saying Paul sometimes you're some sometimes some people's entire theologies are built on the backs of what they sing in church yeah and that's why it's so important to be almost uh, nitpicky That's right. about what we sing. That's right. Um, I mean, there's so many songs out there, so many hymns and songs that, you know, you can afford to be really fussy and choose good songs yeah. and chong- songs which are rich in theology and have a great, great I think lyrics. also singable in that it'll be like a little worm because sometimes that's what... You remember the words because you've got it associated with a tune. Yes, yeah. You know, I can remember things that are ancient now but the theology in them is still good yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah um so to tie into that um to some extent um we've talked a little bit about the importance of music um i want to i want to i guess i want to touch on um music in your lives and, and how music became a thing for you um so um when did you guys start playing music um when was uh, the first time you picked up an instrument, um, Trisha? Um, very, very young. Um, my mum would have played the piano and my mum was one of these people who didn't read music much but played anything by ear. And I would tend to play a lot by ear as well. Now, thankfully, I have a wee bit of both. I can read music as well, obviously. But um, I suppose from a young age, I'd have sat down at the piano and just, you know, kind of like experimented <laughs> and then I would have done a lot of singing uh, played the violin for a while um, and then I started the organ I suppose as a teenager I sort of helped out in my in my home church I'm from Coleraine originally so I would have helped out at services and been offered to play the organ 
a bit like the way we would use um, David in our own church, you know, when I was young and when he's young. Um, I went to Strand and I took up the oboe and I played it for a few years, but um, piano would have always been my first love and my main instrument. So, yeah, it was just a pretty natural thing for me. What about you, Paul? Well, rather similar. I started piano at five um, and then uh, in primary school, I started the cello, but managed to keep that going for two weeks <laughs> and then swapped to violin. Uh-huh. <laughs> so violin has been a major part of my life as well, being in youth orchestras and things like that. Um, and then much to the uh, annoyance, possibly, I have to say, of my piano teacher, I was very keen to take up organ. Mm-hmm. So I took that up at 14. Is that uh, something that uh, sort of piano teachers can because uh, I'm not I'm not part of that world I've never took a piano yes. lesson in my life but like well the irony of it was that she was an organist right mm-hmm. but she was That's afraid true. that it would destroy my touch uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I kept both of them going okay uh-huh. for a while but really organ was my main love at that stage but Strand Millis had this weird idea that you had to have a keyboard instrument plus one other but organ didn't count and at that stage, I had my grade seven piano mm-hmm. um, and it was about the same in organ. But they said, well, when you go to school, you won't have an organ. Mm. So you have to change to piano. So I had to stop organ lessons, oh. which really, really uh-huh. disappointed me and annoyed me because some people were starting and never having played the piano. Yes. So they were starting at grade one. Yeah. But that's life, uh-huh. you know, and then sang as well. It's good to have singing. both, though, isn't it? Oh, it is, yes. Uh-huh. I love both. Um, but I often say, I think the organ is the king of the instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever come in and have a bash here at All Saints? Uh, well, um, in your spare time? I, yes, I more often in the past. Yes. Do you know what the freaky thing is? Have you ever done this? Occasionally I've done this where you've come in and it's still light and you're sitting at the organ playing away and then you realise it's dark all around <laughs> yes, you. Yes. <laughs> and then here's really creepy when it's dark. Uh, well, <laughs> it's terrifying when it's dark. It's very scary. The most creepy thing I encountered was when I was about 15 and practicing the organ and I had only a key for the front door. So it was uh-huh. used to coming in and out there, but there was a side door. So anybody else normally coming in came in the side door. Uh-huh. I didn't hear anybody coming in and I just happened to look in the <laughs> mirror on the console. <laughs> and this coffin was being brought up. Oh, oh my God. Scared oh, no. the life no. out of a 15 year old. Oh, that's dreadful. I, I never would have come back. That would have been me. Nice. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and my first wedding that I played for, one of the first, the bride was over an hour late. And my mum said, Now, Paul, you need to start 20 minutes before the service. Uh-huh. And I had a time to the second. Yeah. And of course, the bride didn't so appear. You were and didn't for an appear. Hour and 20? I had to give up playing my my legs were so sore. I had to wait. But it turned out there were two weddings with the same company had sent the wrong cars to the wrong places. Oh, no. So everybody was in a bit of a flap that oh, day. There we are. Um so you guys have been serving here at All Saints for um some time now and um we talked a little bit about that. Um and I think like whoever we are listening to this uh, and are part of All Saints um We've all benefited from it in some way, you know, whether we're like long term members of All Saints in the mornings or we've been coming along to St. Nicholas's recently and hearing you there. Or even if we're just uni church people like the Cross of Christ service and 
the Carols by Candlelight service. Like you guys do a lot um, and have done a lot. Um, can you maybe both tell us something, just one thing that you've maybe learned along the way um, about God or about church or about congregational singing uh, and maybe one thing that you find challenging about serving in that way? Um, Paul, could we start with you? Okay, I think, well, when I arrived, and um, it was early in Clive's time as, as rector, and he wanted to change quite a lot of things. So when I had arrived, chanting was the thing. All the psalms were chanted, all the canticles were chanted, and he wanted to move away from that. So sure. that was a period of great change uh, where we moved to a book called Psalm Praise, where it was basically paraphrases mm-hmm. of psalms. And the canticles would have been sung to familiar hymns. Again, they, some of those would have been paraphrased. It was also a change in liturgy because we had the alternative prayer book. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot going on. And I think, I suppose, what I find the most challenging thing was to be able to go at a pace where people could accept. Um, it was probably easier for me to accept those changes in that I wasn't brought up Church of Ireland. Mm-hmm. But for others who were born and bred Church of Ireland, it was more difficult. Um, So I think I I learned you have to be sensitive to what people have done for years. But I think also, I mean, as we get older, we need to be sensitive to what is pertinent to younger folk. Mm -hmm. So it's a learning curve the whole way along, I think. Um, And I think you don't do change for change's sake, but... Uh, another book that we introduced was Hymns for Today's Church mm-hmm. and that caused a bit of a storm as well because we had thou's and these replaced with you right. <laughs> and some yeah. people thought that was just <laughs> dreadful um, so yes those were the difficult things um, but I suppose at the heart of it all we have to communicate the gospel to one another and to others and I think we have to choose appropriate Mm-hmm. mechanisms right. for yeah. doing that and that may change as time goes on I, th- I think yeah. that's that's something that I've seen modelled really well here uh, here at church <clears throat> that idea that sort of everything is flexible except the gospel mm-hmm. so the gospel message stays the same how we communicate that depends on where we are and who we're communicating it to um, and I think that's um, even just been reflected in um, the different styles that we have yeah. sort of across our congregations. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really exciting mm-hmm. um, that uh, sort of the, the same message is being um, shared even through music. Um, and yet uh, it takes such different forms. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Tricia, same question over to yourself. Um, um, yeah. Something that you've learned or something you've been challenged by. I think just, you know, as Paul says, um, thinking of the theology of the words that you're singing. And I suppose one of the challenging things is engaging everybody in singing, because there are definitely some people who say, I'm not a singer and um, I don't really like singing or, I, you know, and I, one of the things I find the hardest is if I'm ever standing up the front and seeing people not singing. I find that really disheartening and I, I yeah. often think why are they not singing you know like it says in the bible sing praises to god it com- you know god commands us to sing sing to him and i think you know one of the challenges i've found is just engaging people in singing to to want to sing so that you know we're giving the glory to god and and everything we do 
is to the glory and honor of God. And, and and I think, you know, that's a lesson we've all learned. And, you know, we, you know, when you're a young person, um, a young musician, you tend to be a wee bit sort of big headed about everything. And so, you know, you've over the years you've had, you, you know, you're, God's always teaching these things. So learning to be modest, learning to be humble and learning to know that you're just doing it to serve him. And it's not like, how good is my music? And, you know, I think if you keep that at the forefront and think, these, these, this is what I want to do, to honour God and to uh, keep glorifying him and to enable other people to praise him and to engage with the words that they're singing rather than it being, you know, music for music's sake. Although I like think that. music needs to be of a very high standard and I think it should be you know, rehearsed and so on. Mm-hmm. But I think the music should be so good that in a sense people don't notice it yeah. rather than yeah. being yeah. put off by too slow, too fast, yeah. out of tune, whatever. You know, we're there to support people in their singing, not to be well, seen as right. like a performance. Yeah. Well, you know, right. it's really different. Definitely. I think, you know, we've been so blessed. Like, I mean, there must be a lot of churches where, you know, this doesn't happen. But in all saints, I have to say over the years, we've been so blessed with people who've been like minded, who've wanted to come together for the sake of the gospel yeah. and not doing it just because they want to look good oh, at absolutely. the front of the church. And, you know, we've so much to be thankful for. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have to keep keep that in mind and not let the devil get a foothold and you know kind of create any disunity or or anything that would make us feel you know we're doing it for ourselves often music is a very very divisive thing in churches it can People so much divided be. over it which is a shame mm. yeah definitely but i think that just shows a lack of understanding and you know movement on people's part that's yeah. it yeah so uh we've talked for a while um so we'll maybe wrap it up there but before we go i just want to ask you one more question okay um i'm gonna ask the same question that jody asked me and zach when we appeared on the the podcast as a guest on hers um and the same question that i asked sarah and catherine Uh uh, when they were on but uh unfortunately we didn't have time to include it so hopefully it gets kept in this time okay I think this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask today, and I still don't have an answer for it. Uh Um, If you guys, right, could only have one meal for the rest of your lives, okay, (laughs) and every time you sat down to eat your dinner, you could only ever listen to one musical artist. Oh, no. What are you eating? And who are you listening to? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. I still don't have an answer, so like if if I'm, you know. <laughs> right, Paul, you have to go first. <laughs> now, if you'd ans- asked me this question or told me this earlier, I could have remembered the name of the choir that I'm trying to think of. All right. um, as to what I would like to eat, um, can't think precisely but i really like a good vegetarian dish not okay. that i'm vegetarian yeah but sometimes vegetarian food is more interesting well at least if you had to eat that every day you'd remain it might be quite different. healthy yeah well yeah. Yes. whereas mine is a non-healthy option i, I just love cheese so it'd be cheese and crackers or something nice. like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little cheese board every day of the week would be per- perfect <laughs> and what would i be listening to either something choral as you know as you say something choral or oh i don't know 
I don't know, something classical, J.S. Bach or something like that. Sorry. Sorry, Matty. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, We're not very good at those questions. <laughs> I can uh, highly appreciate it. Highly oh. appreciate it. I was actually, um, not too long ago, I was walking through. I've remembered. Oh, you've remembered. Go. St. Michael's Singers. Right. Incredible. Okay. I'm going to look that up Saint, now. <laughs> so everybody get on St. Michael's Singers and um, JS back yeah, if you yeah. haven't already. Yeah, that sounds good. If not, why not? Um, <laughs> I was actually, I was in uh, Tesco on the Lisburn Road not too uh-huh. long ago. And um, for some reason, just took a notion. I used to sing in my school choir. Um, and I had a tune stuck in my head, like you know that one, Oh Magnum Mysterium. I can't oh, remember who it's by. Lawrence. Oh, yes. Um, no, no, it's the oh, uh, it's the other one. Oh Magnum Mysterium. Oh, it's the that's the best part. Yeah. Um, but like. Brilliant. Oh, can't remember who it's by, uh, but I just took a notion, stuck it on, and then like Spotify does that thing where yes. it plays related songs. Yes. So I was just sitting like doing my shopping, listening to all this beautiful oh, choral music, and um, it was heavenly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's my olive branch extended. <laughs> um, Brilliant, Maddie. But listen, why don't we wrap up? Um, you have been listening to the Let's Talk Church podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. And thank you so You're much welcome. for joining us, You're Trisha. Um, and we'll see you all next week.